You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 48. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we're going to dive into some basics. Now, if you wouldn't consider yourself a beginner macro tracker, stay with me because I still think that there will be things in this episode that will still continue to help you on your journey. But I really did sit down to create this episode for those of you who have maybe heard about macro counting or maybe your friend started macro counting or your sister and you're a little curious as to why it works, why it's important, and maybe even most importantly, how you can make it work for you. So I'm coming to this episode with that as my focus to help those of you who haven't tried macro counting before, or maybe you tried and you got frustrated or you got confused or you felt like you didn't know what to do. I want to help you to feel really confident in taking that next step to be able to use macro counting to be able to hit your goals. Because when you count macros, you can have the results that you want. You can have the the body that you want, the look that you want without having to give up the things that you love, without having to give up the food you enjoy, without having to cut things out. And it's such a beautiful place to be able to be in that I want you to be able to figure it out. And I want you to be able to apply it to your life so that you can have both. You can have the body you want without cutting out the food that you love. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And Especially for this episode, I actually created a free download. So I want you to go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash starter kit, and you will be able to download that free download in it. And it's a, it's a county macros starter kit. And it's going to outline a lot of the things that I'm talking about on this episode. I'll give even more details in the actual document itself, but it's going to kind of walk you step by step through how to get started, how to dive in to this new concept, this new lifestyle, this new way of thinking about food and about the choices that you have around food in a way that I'm hoping will open your eyes, will help you to get the results that you want, and will help you to enjoy the process while you're doing it because that's really what we want, right? We want to be able to look good and feel good, and we want to enjoy the process that it takes for us to get there. So let's first talk a little bit about the why behind macro counting. And I actually have a free class that's coming up that I'll talk about in next week's episode where I'm going to teach a lot more on the why behind it because there's there's some really important things that I want you to know about macro counting, about why it works, about why it is effective, and why it helps you to have that long-term weight loss that you are desiring. Um, so I have a class coming up and I'll talk about it next week where I dive a little, I'll dive even more deeply into that concept. But I want to start out with just you understanding a little bit of like why this is so valuable, why it's worth taking some of your your precious time and mental energy to learn it. And 
for me, the biggest thing that I saw in my own life when I started counting macros and I see in the lives of my clients is that it helps to teach this concept of balance. And we hear it all the time and it's and not just with food, but in everything, right? We're looking for balance. We're looking for balance with our work. We're looking for balance with our kids. We're looking for balance with if you're in school or your food or whatever. We like have this concept as humans that balance is desirable. And we can, we can talk a lot about, about what balance looks like or how it's different for different people and how, you know, there's some individuality with that. But regardless, most people in life are wanting to find some sort of balance. And with balance, we tend to know it when we experience it, but sometimes it can be hard to like put our finger on, okay, this has to be in place for me to feel balanced. So with food, a lot of people are looking for balance, right? They, I think most of us don't want to go our whole life without eating sugar or without having a donut or without taking a slice of, of birthday cake and eating it at your son's birthday party. I think we want to have that that those foods included into our diets, but we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to just have one cookie or just have a bite of cake or just enjoy one donut. And we've come to understand food as this all or nothing mentality is either I can't have any cookies or if I eat one cookie, well, then I've messed up and now I might as well eat all the cookies because I have to restart all over again tomorrow. And so we have this very black and white idea when it comes to food. This is a good food. This is a bad food. This is a healthy food. This is an unhealthy food. This is a clean food. This is an unclean food. We have this dichotomy that we've created. And, and some of that is is people talking about diet. Some of that are experiences that you had growing up. Maybe your parents telling you that you couldn't have sugared cereal or whatever it is. We have this idea of like good and versus bad when it comes to food. And I think we have this idea that, yeah, I would like to have balance. I would like to be able to have one cookie, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to just have one cookie. Um, it's either zero cookies or all the cookies. And so we have this idea of wanting to have balance and, and have this idea of what it looks like, but most people just have zero concept of it. They just know the extremes. And what I want to offer to you is that there is a beautiful area of balance in between those two extremes of you don't have to cut out all the cookies and you don't have to eat 12 of them. There's this area in the middle that we call balance where we're having some cookies and we're also having some salads and we're also having some lean protein and we're also having some whole grains. And we're able to find that balance where we enjoy the foods, but we also feel good. We're also fueling our body. And what macro counting does is gives you guidelines and a framework to be able to accomplish that. I like to think of macro counting as training wheels on a bike. It gives you this, this, a support framework so that you can find that balance. If you just tried to hop onto a bike as a kid and ride a bike without ever having any training wheels, you're going to fall down a lot. And that's what a lot of people do when they try to just have balance by just randomly finding it is that they fall down a lot and they mess up. And what counting macros can do is, is put training wheels on your bike show you what that balance feels like, lets, lets you ride for a while. Oh, this is what it feels like to eat one cookie and not have to eat 12. So that in the long run, you can take it off and you can find that balance without having to necessarily track or weigh your food. I'm all about in the long run, getting away from tracking and weighing your food. But for a period of time, there's so much value in that process. 
So if you're resonating with this and you're saying, heck yes, that's what I want. I want to have balance. I want to find this moderation that you talk about. I want to experience it. Then let's talk about getting started with macro counting because it really can be such a game changer for you and for your relationship with food and getting the results that you want. So with getting started with macro counting, there are four things that we're going to talk about today and we're going to go over in detail, four steps that I want you to take. So step number one is understanding the basics. So we're going to dive into just some of the basics. We're not going to get into like nutrition 101, um, just some of the, the broader concepts so that you have an idea of of why this matters and and where you're going. Number two, you need to get the right gear. So we're going to talk about products and things that you need to get. A lot of people are always worried, is this going to be expensive? I'm going to have to buy a whole bunch of stuff. So we'll talk about that. Step number three is you need to create a plan for your macros and for your workouts. So we have these two pieces of the puzzle, what you're doing in the gym and or at home with your workouts and then what you're eating. Um, And those two pieces make up that, that, that puzzle for your fitness journey. And then number four is to get started tracking and losing. And I have some tips for you that I'm going to highlight to be able to help make that transition from never having weighed your food and tracked your food before to feeling like it's not hard and it doesn't take a lot of time. Time is something that I hear a lot of people give as a reason to why they don't want to count macros. They say it's going to take too much time. It just, I don't have enough time and what I want to give you are some tricks and tips to make it take less time because it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Macro counting doesn't have to engross your life. It doesn't have to take an hour a day. In fact, in my program, Macros 101, which I'll talk more about in a couple of weeks when we open the doors again, I have a bonus where I teach you how to count macros in less than 20 minutes a day. And that's my promise to those who join the program that I can help you get results if you can give me 20 minutes a day, I can help you get the results that you want. Um, and that's because we can we can break this down into something that can be done in less than 20 minutes a day. So I'm going to kind of give you some of those tips uh, in step number four. So let's dive into step number one, understanding the basics. So like I said, this is just going to be a quick overview for those of you who have never heard this term macro, where does it come from? What does it mean? Macro stands for macronutrient, which is basically the things that we eat in large amounts in our food. So if you take a piece of food, it is composed of macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat. And then it also has micronutrients, right? So it has vitamins and it has minerals and it has, um, you know, magnesium and phosphorus and all of these other things. But those that those vitamins and those minerals don't actually contain calories. And they're very, very small, small amounts. So we call them micronutrients. The macronutrients, however, are in much larger amounts. And again, macronutrients are your carbs, your fat, and your protein. And so when we talk about counting macros, we are essentially talking about counting how many carbs, how many fat, and how many protein you're eating. Now, one of the things that not enough people understand is this relationship between calories and macronutrients. So if you say, I'm counting calories, most people understand what that means, right? You look on the back of a package, you see how many calories, that's the amount of energy that is in the food, and we understand that. But what most people don't understand is that those calories come from somewhere, and where they come from is from the macronutrients. They come from carbs, they come from protein, and they come from fat. And so your food is made up of these three macronutrients and it gives the food the calories. And so when we go to counting macros, we are taking 
caloric counting one step further and not just counting the calories, but we're actually paying attention to where they come from. And this does a lot of things for us. One, it gives us better guidelines for balance. If you're just counting calories and you have say 1500 calories, it's super easy just to go to McDonald's and eat 1500 calories, right? You could eat 1500 calories for the day, have a breakfast at McDonald's and a dinner at McDonald's, um, stay within those 1500 calories and say, Hey, yeah, I hit my calories for the day. The problem is you and I both know that eating McDonald's all day, one, isn't going to help you feel very well. It's not going to fuel your body. It's not going to give your body all of the different micro and macronutrients that it needs. And it's not really balanced, right? That's not really balanced. And so by counting macros and actually paying attention to where those calories are coming from, we can have that, that balance. With counting macros, you will never ever hit your protein and stay under your fat if you just eat at McDonald's. And so by having these three different numbers that we're aiming for, it helps us to, yeah, get enough protein into our diet, make sure we're not going too high on our fat, too high on our carbs, and we're getting enough of each of the macronutrients so that we can enjoy our foods that we like, that we can have um, feel freedom around food, not feel restricted, but that we can also see the results that we want. Okay, so just understanding that basic um, is really, really important as you start this process. And like I said, I will have, I'm having a free class in a couple of weeks that will dive even deeper into why this is, is such a big deal and why it makes such a difference and why it can be a game changer in your fitness journey. So make sure that you listen to next week's episode and I'll give you the URL to be able to sign up for that class when I open registration. Step number two is to get the right gear. So there's actually not a ton of things that you need to go out and purchase when you are starting um, to count macros, but there are some things that will make things a little bit easier for you. And I'm all about making things a little bit easier. So the first thing that people wonder is how you're supposed to track your food. How do you keep track of how many carbs are in something or how much protein is in something? And the answer is an app. Get a tracking app. And in the days, in the years past, people would do it with like a notebook and they'd write down everything and then they'd have to look up the calories and then they'd have to put that next to it. And it was a big, huge pain. And now that we have smartphones and we have online databases, getting an app really is the most efficient way to be able to track your food. I personally use and love MyFitnessPal. You do not need the paid version. There is a free version that will work just fine for you getting started to track your macros. But that is really a, a must, is getting a app that you can use to track your food. It's going to cut down on the time. It's going to cut down on the headache of trying to figure out where am I, how much have I eaten um, during this day. And that's something I highly recommend. So go to um, the app store. It's on both Android as well as iPhone and just download MyFitnessPal. Again, you don't need to do the paid version. Just do the free version to get started. The second thing that you are going to need is a food scale. And this is where some people like kind of like take a little gasp. They're like, a food scale? That seems so obsessive, right? Like that just seems like crazy pants that I would like whip out a food scale every time that I want to eat food. And there's a couple things that I want you to consider. So the first thing is, is that for some reason people don't have the same like a gas reaction when you talk about measuring your food, right? Like if you want to 
um, lose weight. Many people are are used to like whipping out the, the measuring cup and like measuring a half cup of brown rice or measuring a cup of grapes or whatever. And that seems fine to a lot of people. However, when we take it to the next step and we ask people to weigh things, it feels like it's super obsessive. And I want you to understand that weighing your food isn't a, a requirement isn't like a, you have to do this or you can't track macros. So I want to make that really clear. If you want to just get started and you just want to measure, use measuring cups, go for it. Like that's a great way to get started. If that feels a lot less mentally oppressive to you, do it. But I want you to understand that the reason that we, that we, most coaches will suggest you using a a scale is that it's a lot more accurate. So if you were to take a cup and you were to fill it with grapes do you fill it so that there's no grapes over the rim? Do you fill it so it's kind of over? How do you, do you like squish the grapes together? Do you stack them in? Like, how do you do that? If I measured a cup of grapes and you measured a cup of grapes, we probably would have a different amount of grapes, which means there's a different amount of calories. So there is a lot of error that goes into measuring cups and spoons. Whereas 100 grams of grapes will always be 100 grams of grapes. If I weigh out 100 grams of grapes, it's going to be the same as when you weigh out 100 grams of grapes. So weighing is just inherently more accurate. And so that's what we're going for is we're just going for accuracy. You will also find that while it may seem obsessive and it may seem kind of a pain to pull out that scale, you will get very fast and quick and efficient at using the scale. And in the long run, it probably will seem a ton easier than pulling out all of your measuring cups. So I like to leave either my scale on the counter or we just have it in like a drawer that I can easily pull out and it makes it really accessible. And you'll find that it doesn't take that much extra time to weigh your food. And because it is so much more um, accurate, you're going to get better data. And if you hear me talk about this process and you come into Macros 101, I talk a lot about data and how important data is and analyzing the data so that you can get the results that you want. And that's what that's what we're getting when we weigh our food is data. So getting a food scale is really important. In the free download that I have, the starter kit, um, I have a link to two of my favorite scales, the scales that I recommend. So if you go to that download, bicepsterbabies.com forward slash starter kit, in that free download, I have links to the food scales that I love. Next, you will need to get a scale, a body scale, and a measuring tape. And a lot of people already have body scales laying around. So that's not usually a huge deal for a lot of people. If if not, just go to the store and get one. But the measuring tape is what so many people forget. I can't tell you how many times I will have people DM me on Instagram and say, I've done X, Y, and Z, and my weight hasn't changed for a whole month. What do I do now? And my question back is always, okay, great. That's awesome that well, it's not awesome, but like, thank you for that information that the scale hasn't changed. How, what have your measurements done in the last month? And 90% of the people will reply back, well, I didn't do measurements. And this is where I want to just kind of like lovingly shake you and ask you why. Why didn't you do measurements? Because here's the truth. You cannot measure fat loss by just stepping on a scale. It doesn't work. Okay. Fat loss and weight loss. So a scale measures weight loss. 
And fat loss and weight loss are not the same thing. So if you are only using the scale to measure progress in your journey, you are doing yourself a huge disservice. You are measuring your journey in the terms of weight loss rather than fat loss. And most people that I know actually want to lose fat, right? Like we don't really want to lose muscle. We don't want to lose water. Like we don't want to lose organ tissue. All of those things would cause us to lose weight. We want to lose fat. And when we want to lose fat, you can't just measure that by stepping on a scale. So... We need a body scale? Yes, because that will be data that we will use. You must, you must, you must have a measuring tape and you must include that as you are tracking on your journey. And in the document that you can go download, that free download, I have linked to a body scale and measuring tape and you can just snag that and get going. And that's really it. Like when when we're talking about like gear that you need, that's really the big ones. Now we, you can get protein powder and you can like go online, buy all these like macro-friendly foods and Kodiak cakes and things like that, but you don't have to. Okay. These are the basics that you will need to get started. And it's really, I mean, we're talking less than, less than 30 bucks to get started um, with all of these things. The second thing, um, you know, the second area. So those are kind of some of the the basic gear that you'll need. You also need food, right? Like food is a part of this. We're going to need to purchase food. And people are oftentimes really concerned about, is it going to be more expensive? Am I going to be able to do this on a budget? And the answer is yes. So in this document, I've given you a grocery list that you can take to the store to go stock up on macro-friendly food. Now, when I say macro-friendly, people sometimes don't know what that term means. To me, that term means that the, the protein and the carbs are about equal, um, or, or there's more protein even than carbs, and the fat is, is fairly like low. And so it's something that will easily fit into most people's macros. Most people struggle with getting enough protein. It's really easy to get carbs and fat because those are the foods that tend to taste good. So when we talk about macro-friendly, we're talking about it having enough protein, not having too much carbs and not having too much fat so that it will be easy to fit within your macros. Now, that's not to say that every food you have to eat has to be macro-friendly. Like You can fit a donut into your macros. You just want want most of your foods to be higher in protein than that day because your donut, sadly, has zero protein in it and you want to be able to hit that, that protein amount. So... So in that document, I have a whole grocery list. You can just take it to the store with you and help stock up on food that's going to make it easy to hit your macros. Okay. So step number one, we talked about the basics. Step number two, we talked about getting the right gear. And now for step number three, we have to create a plan for your macros and for your workouts. Now I have a free download. Some, a lot of you guys have already downloaded it, but if you haven't, I have a free guide to setting your own macros. So you can pay a coach, you can pay me and my team to set your macros. That's an option. If you want that, you can go to bitesetterbabies.com and there's an option there to purchase a macro account. Or I have the option if you would like to set those numbers yourself. I have a free download. If you go to bitesetterbabies.com forward slash set my macros, that you can download and I walk you through the steps to be able to set your own numbers. And by the time you get to the end of that document, you will have a protein amount, a carb amount, a fat amount, and a caloric amount for you and your body and your goals. And that's what we need to be able to get started is we need to know what macros you are going to be hitting. And then when it comes to workouts, a lot of times people are like, okay, great, I'm getting started, I'm macro counting, I'm gonna weigh my food, I have my number set. What do I do about workouts? And this is where I come back to 
being a coach who has coached a lot of people through this journey and has seen a lot of people succeed and a lot of people get tripped up. And what I will tell you from my experience as a coach is I always tell clients to not change anything with their workouts. Don't change anything. Just keep doing whatever you're doing. If you're not working out, great. Don't add it. Don't add any workouts. If you're currently running, great. Keep running the same amount. If you're currently going to group fitness classes, great. Don't change it. And my theory around this and the experience that I've had with a lot of clients is that so often we get excited about a goal and a change that's going to happen and we want to do all the things, right? We want to lose weight, so we're going to like you know, go running five times, even though we've never run before, we're going to go running five times a week and we're going to weigh all of our food and we're going to create homemade recipes, even though we've never cooked at home before. And we're going to do all the things. And guess what happens to 90% of the people who try to do that? They get really overwhelmed and they quit. And so what I would like for you is to focus on one thing at a time. And that's why I tell people, just keep doing whatever you were doing with your exercise before. Let's focus on the nutrition. Let's focus on getting over this hump of figuring out macros, figuring out how to hit your numbers, figuring out how to eat. And once you feel really comfortable and confident, and that's super easy and it feels like it doesn't take a whole lot of time, then we can start to try to maximize your workouts. But if you try to change it all all at once, for most people, it's going to be too overwhelming and you're just not going to get anywhere in the long run. So take it one one at a time. All right. And step number four, this is where you start tracking and losing. And this last step is just to dive in. You have your macros, you have workouts that you've already been doing or not doing, which is fine. We just keep not working out until you have the nutrition piece in place. And then we can layer on that exercise later. Now it's just time to execute it. So in the free download, I have a bunch of tips that um, will help you as you're getting started, as you're learning to track, as you're learning to get to know my fitness pal. And I'm going to highlight some of those, but I'm not going to go over all of them. So if you want to read more of the tips, that's when you can go and go to that download by setterubies.com forward slash starter kit. And um, I'll have all the tips there, but I'm going to highlight a couple of them just to kind of get you started. So the first thing is that once you have these macro numbers in front of you, you have your number set, you know how many carbs, fat, and protein you're supposed to get. Most people wonder, okay, how close do I have to be to those numbers? So we say, we use this term, like, did you hit your macros? What is quote unquote, hit your macros mean. And everyone has a little different interpretation of that. For me, what I use with my clients is eating within plus or minus five grams for each of the macros. Um, So plus or minus five on carbs, plus or minus five on protein. You can do plus or minus five on fat. I tend to do plus or minus two on fat with my clients just because fat is a little bit more calorically dense. And then plus or minus a hundred calories. So you will find that when you start to log things, even though macros give your food calories, those calories and macros will often not align exactly up in my fitness pal. Meaning you will hit all of your macros, but you'll have leftover calories or you'll go over on your calories. And that's okay. It's normal. There's a lot of rounding that goes on nutritional labels. It's not going to line up perfectly. So just know that you're aiming to hit those macro goals and be plus or minus a hundred calories. So hundred calories up or hundred calories over. That is what I call hitting your macros. And so your goal is to be hitting those macros every single day. And that doesn't mean going over your macros or going under. I think for a lot of women, I know I haven't done a ton of diets, but I remember when I was in 
college and I first started like understanding this idea that like if I ate less calories, then I would lose weight. I remember counting calories and always believing that like the lower I could get those calories, the better it was, right? So if like I was supposed to eat 1400 calories and if I ate 1200, then that was like, that was an awesome day. That was a win because I eat, ate even less than I was like supposed to. And that's just backwards thinking. Um, and one of the things that I love about macro counting for a lot of women who have a tendency to under eat is that for some women, macro counting is going to help you to make sure you're getting enough food and that you're not under eating, which is a cycle that a lot of women fall into. And then you under eat and then you feel hungry and then you binge and it starts this cycle that a lot of women see. So again, our goal is to hit your macros every day, not go over, not go under, but to hit them. Now, if you're struggling to make all of your macros line up, right? So maybe you're like, too high in your protein or on your carbs and you're too low on your protein, how do you make those all line up? That's a question that I get a lot. And I'm going to direct you to the free download because I have a really important tip there that I talk about on that download of how to make it so that all of your macros line up for the day. Um, one question I get a lot is as I'm counting macros, how do I go out to restaurants or how do I go over to my friend's house? This is a really important thing to talk about because it is something that is a part of life, like vacations and friends and inviting you over and restaurants. And these are, these are things that are a part of life. And so if we want this, the changes that happen in your body to be sustainable, to be long-term, to not be another yo-yo diet, we have to learn how to incorporate those things in. And so I really want you to understand that macro counting isn't about being perfect. It isn't about hitting everything exactly on, about zeroing your numbers every day. And I think sometimes people take it too far and they do. They get into that, like, it has to be perfect. If I, if I go over my macro numbers, then it's not going to work. And like, they just throw up their hands and it, like, if they can't be exactly on, then, then what's the use? And I really want you to come to this place that macro counting is a guide. It's a tool. It's a framework. It isn't the law. It isn't something that you have to be perfect at. It isn't something that you can't ever go over. It isn't something that like things aren't going to come up. And if you can give yourself that grace and you can give yourself that understanding that this is a journey, one day isn't going to make a difference. Two days aren't going to make a difference. What you do 90% of the time is going to make a difference. So you don't have to be perfect to get results. In fact, if you try to be perfect in this process, if you have that mentality of like, you have to be exactly perfect with your macros, it's going to drive you bonkers. It's going to drive you crazy and you're going to want to quit. So sometimes you are not going to know the exact macros of a, of a food. That's okay. What do you need to do? Estimate it, figure it out, track it to the best of your ability. Like there's so many ways to be able to continue to move forward, even when you don't know the macros of a food. So don't let things like that keep you stuck. One tip I have for keeping the process enjoyable is to make sure that you're fitting in foods that you really, really enjoy. So I like to have clients fit in at least one food that they're super excited about. For me, that always meant fitting in like a bowl of ice cream after the kids went to bed because that was something I could look forward to. I don't know. Ice cream tastes way better after the kids are asleep. I don't know if that's just me, but I would always plug that in first. Like that was the first thing that I would plug in in my day so that I would make sure that as I planned the rest of my day out, that I was able to fit that one food in, which made it so that when I was in the middle of the day and maybe, you know, our friends wanted to stop and get ice cream that I could have this comparison. I could say, okay, I can have the ice cream right now 
and enjoy it with my friends, or I can decide to have it after the kids go to bed. Which of these, which of these do I want? Do I want to have it now? Do I want to have it after the kids go to bed? And I was in a really good position to make a choice. Um, and so having something to look forward to can make it so you don't feel restricted, that you don't feel like you can't have the food because it comes down to this choice. Like I just get to choose what I want to fit into my macros. I get to choose what the foods are that I want to eat. I have this framework that's going to guide me. Remember, it's not the law. It's a framework. It's a guideline um, to be able to help me to be able to hit my goals. Now, if it feels super overwhelming to hit all three of those macros at the same time, I have a tip in the free guide that will um, help you to move past that, will help you give you another suggestion of something that you can try. Um, Because for some people, just diving in and trying to hit all those macros simultaneously can be really overwhelming. If that's you, then go down that, download that free download um, and you can, I can, I have that tip in there of what you can do instead. And then the last thing that I will say is that you do not have to track forever. Okay. I view macro counting as a way to learn what balance and moderation feels like as a framework, as a guideline, as training wheels so that you can eat and then continue to maintain your results without having to weigh your food and without having to track your food for the rest of your life. I believe in using macro counting in a period of time, counting macros as a learning process to learn what portions look like, to learn what moderation looks like, to learn what balance looks like, so that in the long run, you can change your body, maintain those results, create good habits of foods you eat and ways you eat that will be able to continue to maintain those results for the long run. For me, counting macros was the single most enjoyable and sustainable way to change my body. It allowed me to get a six pack while I was eating ice cream, like I said before, ice cream every night after the kids went to bed. And unlike other ways of of diets that are really focused on restriction and focus on cutting out bad foods or unclean foods or sugar or anything like that, when you count macros, all foods can fit. And so it's perfect for somebody who wants to see change in their body, wants to see inches lost and pounds lost, but then doesn't want to have to like skip out on parties or skip out on date night. Um, with macros, there are no off-limits foods and there isn't anything you can't have. Um, it's also perfect for people who not only want to lose weight, but like I said, keep it off long-term. I believe that weight loss is only a success if you are able to maintain it. And macro counting gives you the tools and the knowledge to be able to find moderation and that food freedom that you hear people talking about. So I really want you to understand that weight loss is not always about eating less. It's not always about eating the smallest amount possible. It's about fueling your body with the right amount of food and being able to include the foods that you love in that. So if the fact is, if you want to lose weight and keep it off, you have to enjoy the foods you're eating. You need to be able to lose weight and eat the cookie and, and be able to do both. So macro counting really changed my body and it, and it can do the same for you. And it's one of the reasons that I talk about it. It's one of the reasons that I teach about it. It's one of the reasons that I use it in my program, Macros 101. And it, it has changed my life and so many of my clients. So I hope that this has been helpful for some of you who are beginners or even intermediate macro counters. If this is something that your friends would enjoy, I would love it if you would share it with them. Hopefully this will be a good beginner's episode for people who are just kind of tipping their toe into the water, trying to figure out what this macro counting thing is all about. 
Unless I'm going to direct you to that free download by sitterbabies.com forward slash starter kit. And you can download that free guide that gives you a lot more details, some links, a grocery list, and um, all of those tips that I was talking about with getting started. I hope this has been helpful to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast. I love it when you guys tag me on Instagram and share it to your stories. I love it when you guys post reviews and give the podcast a rating. It really does help. And it really does mean the world to me as I sit down and record these episodes to know that people are learning and they're listening and they're enjoying and they're sharing it with their friends and family. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.